Hello and welcome to The Huddle. Liam Santamaria with you and we're making our way through the coaches, the 10 guys that are going to be leading the way for our NBL teams this season. And a week ago, we didn't know who that was going to be for Adelaide. Now we do. CJ Bruton, my guest today, NBL legend, six-time champion as a player and, of course, recently announced as the head coach of the Adelaide 36ers. CJ, welcome, mate. Congratulations. Thank you, Liam. Excited to be on your show. Uh, excited to be a coach in the NBL and, and, re- and super excited not only for the fans, for the team, uh, but to, to get started and, and making a difference in not only on the court but in the community. And this is the office the 36ers have given you? <laughs> well, not quite. Uh, I'm down here at uh, all schools for Queensland, all the top schools, high schools in Queensland, competing to see who's gonna, who's the best out there right now. Uh, we're the defending champions. Mm-hmm. Really, I lost a lot of seniors. Uh, they would have liked to have gone to college right now, but they're in uni studying, and I see them around from time to time, bring them back to the school. Uh, Trent Goodrick and Ace Harding have done an amazing job of uh, put collectively putting together a team that can compete, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to teach them that uh, you know while we play basketball and it's a luxury at a school, like it's academics first and school second. And I'm I'm a byproduct of this and trying to have a lot of fun doing it, trying to put another banner in the building for the GPS and in all schools. Very nice, very nice. You've ducked out and found a quiet spot. <laughs> speaking of. Speaking of ducking, when uh, you went duck down to Adelaide for the press yeah. conference, back to yep. Brisbane, when do you yep. make the move down there officially for good? Uh, I'll probably look to make the move down at the end of the month. Um, and in saying that, I've, I've been on the phone, as you know, uh, everyone sent me well wishes and congratulating me. And so uh, getting through that, and I haven't, haven't, I've only just scratched the surface of that. So for those that are listening, I apologize and I will get to you. It's the personal <laughs> message I've been asking my father and obviously Andre and others of, you know, I didn't expect this part. Like right. you know, when you play and you're, you're leaving the game, it was a lot of that and you just have to put one thing out. But when you send personal messages, I like to get back to you. So yeah. I'm looking forward to, uh, I've been interactive with uh, our coaching staff, um, meeting every player, just talking to them about uh, just what I see right now and where we're at. Um, clearly we don't, we know that our season is going to get pushed back. Um, we, d- we don't have a clear date yet, but, what does that look like for us right now and trying to work backwards? Uh, you mentioned in that press conference last week, um, you were asked mm. kind of how it came about. You said, well, it started with a, with a phone call from JVG. Let's take yes. it back just a, a little bit before that. Um, mm. So you'd been in the mix for the Brisbane job. You'd been in the mix for the Cairns yep. job. What were you thinking when you started to hear that things were going to change in Adelaide and they were going to enter the market for a new head coach? Um, well, I'll, to be honest, I was thinking that um, they'll do their homework. Clearly, there's a few names that jump out to me that they would look to, to go after. Um, some older ones, some some guys, that, like even John Reilly, like from the Andrew Gaze to the John Reilly of this world um, to even the, the ones, even though they're all situated, it was, you've got to go and explore that. And, and I didn't think anything of it as I was in Brisbane training with the guys and I just saw Kai Soto uh, in the building at Auckland Stadium and place where Brisbane started and to see him walk in I was like this is the guy that I tried to get uh, to Brisbane and I remember telling Sammy like hey you didn't you didn't do a good job right now we should already have this kid but I was proud of him to be playing in our competition and 
And I said, I look forward to it. Hopefully they'll have a great game against us. But now I'm coaching the kids. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's come, come around tenfold. So to be in the, to be in the mix, it was one thing um, where that was going to, where I saw myself was um, from here. And when that phone call came from JVG, um, it was, I thought it was just, like, let's just have a catch up and see where we're at. And he said, uh, you know, you're, you're the target that we've got. And you, uh, we really uh, want to see if, if this is something that you're interested in. And I said, well, again, like the uh, can scenario, um, I was, uh, I was, I was not naive, but I was, I knew that the job as anyone's in Brisbane. Um, I put my hand up and I, when I didn't get that, everyone's like, well, you got to be gutted. I said, Kesselman gave me a great platform. Uh, him and Jeremy Low League are re-establishing their club and being a part of that. So I'm forever grateful in that space. But no one, it's whoever owns this team decides what goes on. And this is a part of the business where you understand when you've been in it a long time and played in it. So I'm, I was just grateful to have an opportunity to interview for it. Um, and when that fell through, and then when Cairns came, Cairns came about, uh, when I talked to the wife, it was almost, I was going through the, I didn't get this job. It was on my anniversary. Um, I knew who the coach was. I was like, the club hadn't spoken to me and told me. It was a few mixed emotions there. But then I was like, okay, Princess, would you be interested in going to Cairns? And she's like, you know what? If this is, if this comes about and we're able to do it, let's do it. Um, sort of heard that Forty had the job in the background. Um, so I felt like I was really doing an interview um, just to be doing an interview. But as you know, an interview process is something that you can continue to work on your craft and, and put it out there and let everyone understand who you are and how you can help an organization uh, in all facets. And I thought that, you know, listening to where they were at um, and they chose to go down that path with Adam Ford, I think that they've done a great choice and a great, it was a great decision by them as an organization. And I don't have any hard feelings. And I think everyone thought, oh, wow, if you don't get this job, clearly there's something going on that, you know, that we don't know. But um, when this came about, I look at the Adelaide's organization, uh, look at what they've been able to put together as, as a team, where they've been at in the past is understanding. I already understand the richness and the culture and, and the players that have been there, the organization. Um, I think Grant Kelly's doing an amazing job behind the scenes of trying to put everything in a platform. His heart is where... Um, I'll say Paul Blackwell's is of, of caring for a city, the culture and in depth and wanting to under, keep understanding the game and growing the game and making it a big, big time in this, in the city. Uh, and, and I just thought that it was a perfect fit for, for all, for all of us, to be honest. One of the things that I think is remarkable is how this appointment marks kind of the latest chapter in the story of the Bruton family influence <laughs> on the NBL. I mean, I'm not sure if I've got my numbers right, but by my calculations, <laughs> there have only been seven seasons across the entire 44-year history of the NBL, including this coming year, that haven't included either you or your legendary dad as either a player, a coach, or a front office executive. That's, that's an absolutely remarkable stat what does it mean to you to be not only continuing but continuing to grow that family legacy within the league uh ultimately i don't want to get to tears right like i mean i, I could right now uh when i sit and think about it and everything that my father's done he's given me a platform um a transition from the united states to australia 
you know, being able to become an Australian citizen. I grew up here. My blood was, while I'm born in the States, my heart and my blood has all been invested in Australia. I wanted to, from the ground level, when I started playing, understanding fundamentals, to be able to be great. Australian basketball has been great in that aspect of delivering that. Where my dad was unique in his charisma, his ability to, to connect with people, to help an organization, to impact lives, you know, all around Australia and the globe. Um, it's been something that I've watched from afar and wow, you're an amazing person. Now that's one part. Then I've got my mother, who I feel like I've got my mother's heart. So understanding here in Australia, just how much you need to give. Like everyone thinks take, put your hand out. And from my position of being in this space, I've been able to help so many the way my father has been able to. And to not lose sight of why we are here on earth, make a difference. Um, make pave a way for others to be able to reach their goals, which you're a part of. I'm not asking you to say I did it and I'm here. It's, this is just who we are. And I feel like for what my father's created, how I was able to stay in the game and do that, uh, the challenges, there's always challenges and, and setbacks as we all know in life. And, but to overcome those things and uh, how I've been able to manage those things and, and, and move on and still feel connected in the way that for the back end, the way that, um, from finishing off in New Zealand to the way Kesselman has maintained our league to the high standard uh, as equivalent, you know, like there's the NBA, then there's us. And, and to know that um, he saw a vision that he, he saw a piece where can't, I can't have you not part of it and what role did you want? And when I chose not to be the coach of the, the Bullets, it was about helping an organisation uh, get back to its grassroots and understand that we have talented players here in Queensland and I want Queensland to be great and recognise all their kids that have a chance to play in the NBL uh, and then outside of it you, you plug in the Nathan Sobies and the Jason Cadiz of this world where they're elite of the elite he's an Olympian Jason Cadiz helps Australia get to the get to the Olympics or the World Cup it's like you're bringing guys and talented players in those positions because in Queensland while we were able to get Mac at the time because he was contracted uh, couldn't bring those Queensland kids back but we got the Hodgsons and the Magnes, the Tyra Harrisons of this world um, and continuing to grow in that, in that legacy of Tom Fullerton who came to us as a young kid who, who changed codes, but it's to be able to play, play over way and be a part of their success and journey along the way. Um, you spoke about um, the choice that you had then not to become the head coach. Andre Lamanis, of course, <laughs> tells the story of how you called him to come to Brisbane and he, he came to Brisbane because of you and wanted to kind of work with you again and pay you back for what you taught him and gave him in New Zealand. But was that a conversation five years ago, an, op an opportunity for you to perhaps be in the big chair from day dot? It was. I mean, Kesselman, when I sat with Kesselman, that was, that was a conversation. And I said, you know what? I've just had my third child. He's six, now six. At this point, I said, um, to jump in, as you know, in some jobs you get hired to get fired. So um, what I looked at it as, there's so much more that needs to be done behind the scenes and nothing better while I've been playing. I've been obviously learning from all the coaches, from the Gorgians, the Joey Wrights, uh, the Lamanuses and, and my junior coaches along the way. But to be able to get that all together and now see it from a different role and be able to deliver that to the team, this was a great platform. I've got the national coach here um, to, to under my wing and be able to learn from him and him to critique me and tell me, take that out, do this here, uh, keep it that shorter. Um, this is great. Love that. Uh, and then grow within the organization, which 
he, he left me with my wings. He didn't clip them. And I was able to continue to soar and fly the way that um, I saw that I could be a benefit to the club, both around it and on the floor. So now you go to Adelaide. And it's, from, again, by my calculations, it's the 10th club that you and your dad combined have been a part of in in the league, right? You've won multiple yes. championships in yeah. Sydney, New Zealand. You've both you've both won championships in Brisbane as we players. Um, yes. But but you both spent time in that with that behemoth out west, of course. <laughs> but now this is the first time anyone within the family has been a thirty sixer. The club that your dad had those famous clashes with back in the day. What does it mean to you to now be a part of this prestigious organization? Uh, it's, it's a dream come true. And when you talk about when you talk about being a, a kid growing up, you always it was vibing the floor saying one day I want to be a pro. And then as I was playing, it was like all the stuff that you deal with as a point guard, managing a team, being able to deliver for what the coach asked you to do and do it at a high clip. From my the time that I got drafted, I started evolving of this is how it needs to be and learning everyone's personalities and what needs to go on and what needs to happen behind the scenes, how families are brought in and how you make this work. So I feel like for Adelaide to be able to give me this opportunity is like, again, you've, you've won my heart and now I want to deliver it in spades. And by, by how I work within the community, but also on the floor and helping our young players understand how important it is to represent Adelaide 36 is the right way. We haven't been there in a while. Um, we've got a lot of great pieces, but as you know, it's great having nice guys and great guys, but when it comes down to it, I need soldiers and warriors that are able to go to fight and go to battle. And so I'm, I'm interested in seeing their personalities evolve and develop over time and, and how close we can become to be able to be successful um, at the highest level and win a championship in Adelaide. Let's talk about that roster because mm. you've got, from my perspective, you've got a bit, you've got a difficult task because you've got, some really high level experienced guys, guys who um, have the caliber to win a championship and want to win a championship. But you've also got some, some teenagers, some kids with, with NBA aspirations on their mind. How are you feeling about juggling all those different elements of the job? Uh, I'm excited. I think uh, when you, it's the, the balance of use and experience to the imports that, you know, I'm being the man at a, at a college level of, on the cuffs of making an NBA or being a high-level European player. And for me, it always comes back to, this ain't about you. Once you sign on the other line, this is about the club. You know, and buying into here's how this works for us to be successful. Everyone has their own individual piece along the way and we, we all want to see everyone reach their targets. And as you know, in a 40-minute game, not everyone can reach that target. So there's a platform and and process behind that for us to, to get to that next level. And I think it's this is a great platform for our young kids to learn how to be a pro. First and foremost, as an 18-year-old Kai Soto, to, to even Mo, Mo King of, uh, you know, being in Cairns and coming down here. Of, this is about learning how to be a professional. We've got great leaders here with, with Maka, obviously Dust, Dustin Hannes, and uh, even DJ, you know, the experienced players that have been around and understand how you look after your body how you need to be focused, you know, bouncing back, not taking everything as a, you know, as a loss. You can't just keep dropping your lip and understand, like, you know, I'm just more disappointed in myself. Man, I got kids I go home to, like, you know, they'll, they'll tell you when I get home, I'm not, I'm hugging them and this is life. And 
you know, there's a bounce back and a reset, but they're all learning lessons. And I think in sport, because of the fans and the media and how it's all perceived that you can take it any way you want these days. But for me, there's a certain way that I've been able to take it, which has helped me throughout my career. And for me to understand just, just where you need to be at that time and understand the moment. And, and every moment's different, but just for everyone to feel that, understand it, and then be able to enjoy that process and, and that moment. And because you, you sometimes, as you know, every year it's a different group. You never get that group back. And when, if you run it back again, you got more problems coming if you didn't know. You're one of the greatest PGs in league history. Your PG. You, well, it goes without saying. Your PG is Mitch McCarron, coming straight off a championship year, big free agent <laughs> signing. Um, one of the things I really loved about Mitch McCarron last season as he was the full-time PG, felt like yeah. we started to see his kind of on-court personality come to the yeah. surface a little bit more. His game kind of spoke a little bit more when he had some yeah. fun out there on the floor, which, of course, you did every time you put you laced him up over the course of your career. What, what are your impressions of, of Macca and starting to work with him? Um, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I spoke to him uh, probably a few days after after signing, going through a few different things up here and sorting a few things out. But once I connected with Macca, we had a great conversation. Uh, I just let him know straight off the bat of, you know, he's done it. I mean, everyone's everyone's a road to success. All, all path is different. And for him, I, I just admired his path. I followed him from afar from his uh, – BB, BBI days, um, you know, getting to the Institute, uh, going to college, you know, how he played at Metro to, you know, putting his name out there to try and get drafted, taking the hard route to go to Europe, understanding about the game, the efficiency of the game, how it needs to be played for you to get on the floor and play at a high level. Coming back here, uh, we recruited him in Brisbane. It was unfortunate. Um, my agent didn't make that happen, so I was very upset at that. Um, <laughs> Daniel Moldovan, so give a shout out to him and then seeing him um, put him up in cans with Bernie and, and how that panned out for him and I said you just gone from le leaps and bounds of um, developing over time uh, and throughout it he's just been a level headed he's that guy that's always a worker um, understands about it, team dynamics and he's a he's a share, he's a giver I think you know in life you know there's, there's the givers and the takers of this world and I feel like he's a giver willing to share it He's happy to do whatever. He do the dirty work and, you know, he doesn't get frustrated. Guards many multiple players on it, multiple positions on the floor. Um, and he loves it, you know. And not only that, I've seen him over time, you know, the way his family is with Northside Wizards and that organisation from from his dad um, doing, doing the legwork to see how he's growing up and the dynamics of all the kids around Queensland and how they embrace him, uh, how he's loved here. But how he carries himself always is the utmost. I got the utmost respect for him, and I believe together we can do great things. And lastly, man, I mean it's the it's the obvious question, but how do you see the 36ers playing under your leadership? What what kind of style? I mean, we've seen under Joey, they were the fastest team in the league, right? Highest scoring, yeah. high octane. We've seen yeah. what Brisbane's been like. With, with you and Andre leading the way over the last few years. What sort of style do you think we'll see with the 36ers? Well, you can look at the roster, and even though I didn't put it together, it's, it's been plugged in as a unique team. And I feel like with that group, just looking at it, as I haven't been able to 
to see it in, in person, mm. but you have a chance to play both both styles, right? So I can play in the half court, but I can also play fast. And in saying that, is getting that balance right and at different times and different runs to be able to say, let's set ourselves apart at this point in time to be able to, let's play this way here. And I might be able to do with Humphreys in there. Uh, if I don't, then I can have pieces around where when he's not in the game, that I can stretch the floor, put DJ at the five as he has been and he's caused headaches for many many teams over his time. Um, but a, a fun way and a fun style, which, I mean, in saying that, everyone wants to do the same thing. Every coach that you talk to wants to play this pace, but you have to get to a certain level and understanding and then adapting and letting players as I have been able to develop. There's a structure part and then there's the, the freedom where, you know, you have the guys of the Brett Maher and you give a ball to Andrew Gaines and he goes and makes a play. You give it to D-Mac and you watch him do his thing from the past or the Shane Hills, where now I've got the, the Mac or the DJ, uh, the Dusty Hannons. I've been with him for a few days since he got out of quarantine and, you know, you better go over the screen. That's what I'm telling everyone that's watching. If you don't go over the screen, don't look at me. Don't look at my way because he, he's pretty wet out there. Yeah. So to be able to have handy intangibles and be able to have guys that can set screens, get people open. Mac is a guy that loves to get out and run. Um, he, as I said, he's a willing given passer. Um, so look to see uh, us get up and down quite a bit more than they have in the past. And instead of just walking up and playing a half court set. Awesome, man. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you standing up on those sidelines. <laughs> so great, great stuff. Congratulations again. And, and uh, thanks for the chat and all the best for the, for the season ahead. Appreciate it. Look forward to catching up during the season. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thank you.